I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better. And it is part of the Get a Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 281 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we review our returns from hiatuses. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we talk about AI-generated podcasts and maybe have a laugh. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we discuss some polymelia? What? What's polymelia? Multiple arms. <sighs> Lauren, start the season finale now. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Welcome to episode 281, the season three finale of Better Podcasting. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say that SP is here this week. This is unfortunately the pinnacle of my social life, <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy it. This is fun. This is awesome. So having another better podcasting podcast in the middle of the week after a tough work day, I can't imagine anything better. Hey, I got a joke for you, SP. Go ahead. I'm sure it's a dad joke. What do you call a podcast without an RSS feed? A podcast? Yes, that's the, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, see, you, you figured it out. I did. Just throwing that out here. <laughs> it's common knowledge now. You don't have to have an RSS feed to label your show as a podcast. And yes, we do agree with the technical definition of a podcast. You have to have an RSS feed. It has to be, you know, sent off to someplace where you can listen to it, like Apple Podcasts or whatever. Yes, we agree with that. But guess what? That's not what the general public calls a podcast anymore. So yes, it's a podcast without an RSS feed. So if you didn't gather, this is our season three finale of Better Podcasting. If you missed this along the way, we did return to a, well, we did start doing a season format for Better Podcasting. We might talk a little bit about that later. But what that means is that we're about to kick off the Better Podcasting live chats. So if you didn't know this, we have a companion show to Better Podcasting. That is not just the Better Podcasting chats with SP. No, we have the Better Podcasting live chat, which is older than the chats with SP. And it is one that we like to do when we're not doing better podcasting. Uh, the regular show, it's very loosey-goose. There's not much editing involved at all. Basically none most of the week. And we like to talk, talk about the latest things in the world of podcasting. So if you're not subscribed to that, please come over to betterpodcasting.com. You can find all the information over there. I would tell you to go search up better podcasting live chats in your podcatcher, but if you're using Google Podcasts, you don't know what's going to be found. <laughs> you don't. Oh, that's so funny. That's because Google Podcasts, as hard as they try, they continue to screw it up over and over and over again. You never know what feed they're going to actually grab. But we will be back with season four of the Better Podcasting main show. The it, It's currently scheduled. And we say currently scheduled because you never know what's going to happen in the life of a hobby podcaster. But it's currently scheduled to come back with a recording date of Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. And that means that the release should come late in the day on Sunday, September 10th, 2023. That will be when the next official episode of the Better Podcasting main show will come out. But seriously, come check out the live chat because SP and I like to just rib each other all the time. This is taking me back to my childhood when linear television <laughs> used to have seasons that started yeah, after school started in the September time frame and ended in May. There were sweeps weeks, right? There was three sweeps weeks. There was one in October. So you would start your shows, the premiere them, and then you'd get to a really etchy part of it in October. And then you would do the same thing when you come back from the holidays in February, there'd be a big sweeps week. And then in May with the season finales. And these were important because these dictated how much money they could charge for ads, which is why you got the best episodes then. But the seasons ended in May. They started in September. I feel like we're doing the same thing with better podcasting. And it just warms my heart. Like, oh, back a little SP sitting on the couch, 
with the remote. No, he didn't have a remote. He had to actually go to the TV change the channel. But yeah, just, you know, fond memories. SP, I got to go yes. to the ice cream truck. That takes me back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you hear the music in the neighborhood <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah, you just you visualize it. But seriously, come on back for season four of that. And please, if you're not subscribed to the live chat, please check that out. With that said, I think it's time for us to go on over to the main featured topic. Today, we're going to have a little bit of a different episode. This is an idea we've had since we first started planning our return from our hiatus last year in 2022. And guess what? The episode is all about that. It's returning from a hiatus. However, this episode, we're going to go a little different and we're going to share some of our firsthand experiences that we've had. And yes, this absolutely includes some of the regrets and missteps we had along the way. But have no fear, we're still going to take tangents to help you to see how you can apply some of these things if you need to go on a hiatus yourself with your show. After all, this season is all about podcasting for your audience, which, since you listeners and viewers of our show are our audience, we're doing this episode for you in multiple ways. Now, for those of you who may be new to better podcasting, let's recap the focal point of our topic today, which is the hiatus. Because if you're going to plan for a return from a hiatus, well, you got to actually take a hiatus to begin with. So let's start there for our discussion. We started Better Podcasting way back in 2015. And at the time, we started it with a bunch of topics on our mind that we knew we wanted to talk about. Back then, it was very common for podcasts like our idea to be an ongoing thing. Basically, the seasons weren't a thing back then other than for things like serialized podcasts. But for th this reason, and also the idea that we just had a bunch of topics, we basically didn't plan for an end of better podcasting. We just knew that we wanted to do better, better podcasting for an indefinite amount of time. So that was the idea. The intention was basically we'd do it as long as we felt like doing it. Now, along the way, we determined that we needed to make some changes here and there for a variety of different reasons. And part of that was for the purpose of maintaining our personal engagement in doing the podcast. That's one of the reasons why if you go back to February 2020, you will have seen that we actually did a bi-weekly version of this show where we were doing Better Podcasting one week, the Better Podcasting live chat another week. This gave us a bit of a shot in the arm for engagement, but then, you know, the rest of 2020 happened and things changed. So in the summer of 2021, I'll take this on myself here because I was really feeling like I needed to take a little bit of time away from podcasting. This is something that really was a big contributing factor to us putting better podcasting on hiatus. I'd come to the conclusion I needed to make a little bit of changes with my future podcast endeavors. And, and I had brought that up and I had said I felt like something needed to happen. Now, if you go back into episodes of Better Podcasting, you'll have probably heard us talk about the idea that you get caught up in podcasting. It's such a big hobby that it, you form a routine and you end up just being stuck in the week to week of things. And this was the case for me. I knew I needed to make some changes with my podcasting endeavors, including finding a different balance with my growing kids, but I couldn't really figure out what that was. I was caught up in that week to week. So I ended up coming to the conclusion I needed to take a little bit of time off for podcasting. And that was something that I decided really in the summer of 2021 I needed to do. Unfortunately, the hiatus that we had determined to do ended up uh, being quite extended because of a fairly large life event that happened. So that was unforeseen. But the reason we started to go on hiatus was just because I knew that I needed to take a little bit of time myself away. And that's just what ended up happening. So let's get a little bit into the idea of announcing and deciding to take the hiatus, hiatus because when we did announce this, the audience, the listeners, the viewers might have noticed that we only really announced it in the episode, our last episode before we actually went on break. And we'll come back to this in a minute. Now, although it might have sounded like really short notice to you, the listener, the reality is that we had had conversations behind the scene, SP and I, and this is something that we want to get into here because 
the gist of what it was was that I had been talking to SP before about needing to make changes in in my podcast experience. The hiatus thing hadn't really come out yet, but I had decided that I needed to make some changes. And then when I did decide I needed to make a change, I recognized that the two podcasts I was doing, this show and the official Gunna Geek show, were really collaboration projects. So I needed to kind of determine for myself how long could I go on continuing to podcast in order to find the right balance with allowing them to do the episodes that they wanted to do before we went on hiatus. So we talked a little bit behind the scenes about how this was all going to be. And SP and Chris were both very supportive of me in this. And honestly, they said, well, let's start it faster than than um, what I had originally said. I had said, you know, a couple of months and we kind of all discussed and it all ended up uh, coming out that we would record a certain amount of episodes. I don't remember the exact number, but we just had this behind the scenes conversation about what that would look like. Now, I mentioned this because this is part of the idea of going on a hiatus and then, of course, subsequently returning and doing a hiatus or returning from your hiatus is that for us with Better Podcasting and Gunna Geek, we had a real open dialogue atmosphere between all of us here. This is something that SP and I talked regularly. Chris, SP and I talked regularly. So when the idea of a hiatus came up, I don't think that they were really that shocked about it, even though... I it might have been a little surprising to hear me say the idea about the hiatus. I don't think they were surprised that I needed to do something like a hiatus. That's just because we had a real supportive environment with our podcast between all of us, which takes us to our first real teaching moment in this discussion. Yeah, the conversations that we had really started, I believe, in the spring time frame, and it was no surprise when we actually got to it. And it wasn't just Stephen at the time. Just remember that I also needed some time off because of my daughter's wedding. As a hobby podcaster, though, if you're not having those open discussions that we had for months about the engagement with your hosts, especially the longer your podcast runs, you definitely should actually have those conversations periodically, a few times a year, at least, if not more. Podcasting is really hard on people if you're putting your all into it. And the fact that most hobby podcasters are volunteering their time with no monetary impact coming back to them can make it very difficult to continue podcasting over a longer time. There's a lot of people that I've known throughout my podcasting career that have just pod faded or, or left their shows or whatever because their life situations have changed and they just couldn't continue with the project. No, no project is meant to last forever. So keeping a finger on the pulse with everyone, all your co-hosts and everybody involved in the project you might go beyond hosts. You might have some production people behind the scene or maybe some social media managers. If you keep a finger on the pulse with everyone, that can help you handle situations like we had. And if your podcast does need to go on a hiatus for a reason similar to what we did, hopefully everyone will at least have a sense leading up to it. So it's not a shock and surprise. People need to be led into some decisions and not just a brick wall of it's going to stop and then that's it. So if you lead up into it, everybody will buy into it much more. It can also give you an idea of how long it will need before you come back. If you have those conversations, you get to know how long your hiatus is going to be, which is important because then you can tell your audience. But it could even be something like an undiscussed but planned event that occurs, right? Uh, for example, if a lead player is about to have a life event, like getting married, having a child, etc., that's going to be an impact to them. Sometimes you can work through it. Sometimes it's better off not to. It really depends on the situation and the person. If you have those open conversations, most people will be able to anticipate that the person's life that's being affected may be better and they likely will be prepared for the idea that a change may need to happen on some level already. However, if you find yourself in a situation that a hiatus needs to be considered, we'd encourage you to have those conversations to discuss the specifics. It can help you determine everyone's level of engagement, ideas for how to handle the hiatus, and help determine the almighty question, 
How long is this hiatus going to be? And when do you hope to return from the hiatus? And that takes us to a uh, further explanation that we had here for better podcasting, which was that when we talked about this, we did have an idea of the plan that we were going to lay out for when we would return, because we talked about this before actually going on the hiatus. For better podcasting, it was a very straightforward idea. We knew that in all likelihood, we would be coming back in some capacity for better podcasting. And we set an approximate return time. We didn't know the specifics, but we did know that we would be able to announce the plan and be able to announce that we'd be able to provide an update by a certain date. Although we didn't know the specifics, this was the best we could do. And so when we came out and we talked to our audience about the return, we set them up saying that we're going to give you an update towards, you know, the end of the year is what I believe we had said. Yeah, I think our going in presumption was that we were going to be coming back in early January or mid-January. That's what our thought process was when we took the hiatus. Obviously, that didn't happen. But for Gonna Geek, it was an entirely different story. And that's really the first thing we want to bring up about what we do differently. For the Gonna Geek show, we thought the show might end. Yes, I said that. The show was pretty much set to end, but we didn't know for sure. So we were very vague with everything. We didn't give a lot of details about the hiatus, even if it was a hiatus or if it was the end. And we left the audience with a real further sense of limbo than was probably kind that you would want to be to your audience. If we were to do it all over, I think we would have better come up with a straightforward plan for updating the audience like we did with better podcasting and be okay that a return episode might just be one farewell episode because that's what we we're kind of planning in our heads at the time, but we didn't know for sure. So in our situation, we had the extra challenge that completely delayed the possible return that we had again. We had two different handlings of this with the two shows. For better podcasting, we still stayed largely what we had planned and put an update to our audience out at the end of the year. I believe it was a gear episode that we cobbled together. And for Gonna Geek, we just completely neglected it. it we usually had a end-of-the-year uh, production that Steven usually did, and it was very, very intensive on the editing and the production side. And we just didn't do it. And we told Stephen at the time, Chris and I, that no, you don't need this extra hassle in your year. So we didn't have our special holiday episode for the Gonna Geek show. We didn't have any episode to close out the year for Gonna Geek. Now, as we mentioned, at the time, we really did thought Gonna Geek show was going to be on the chopping block. So that's probably a little bit also why we neglected that a bit more, because we thought that that was going to end. But if we could do it all over, even though it might not have been something like our big production show, we probably would have given some form of update on that show, even if it was just, you know, somebody, an individual doing a quick solo. Hey, here's your update. We probably would go back in time and try to do that differently. Now, admittedly, at the time, we hadn't considered the idea that we might be continuing to do the show in a drastically reduced capacity. But that's kind of the, the point, actually, of this point is that if you're going to take a hiatus for an uncertain future of your podcast, don't really discount that you might have some creative idea or some out of the box idea come up that might actually keep you able to keep doing that show. For us, the idea of doing the Gonna Geek show just as a once a month get together, knowing that it's hard to grow the audience, that was never on our on our mind, but with a little bit of time, it sounded like a fun thing. And that's what we did. So we probably could have come back and maybe not thought so much that we were probably going to end the show and maybe thought maybe there's a way this will continue. And that would have led to that update. I want to go back to the quick solo person clip or episode. And in my mind, the reason that I didn't want to do that for the Gonna Geek show, and I, I won't speak for Chris, but I think he thinks the same way is that we didn't want to presume that we were the lead host or we were in charge or the show was about just us. The show really at its end, when we took the hiatus, was about the three of us. We rarely did a show without 
the three of us. Maybe there was a show here and there that we did too when one of us couldn't be there, but it's really three. So to take that three person show and then to do a solo clip of saying, hey, we're still thinking things through, whatever. I had pause on wanting to do that. And I don't know if you listener or viewer would think that way with your show or not, but maybe the balance of informing your audience is better than just slimming down to one or two hosts if you have a multiple host show. So I just wanted to say that right there. That's a great point. Now, with all of that said, even with the regrets of the Gunna Geek show, not putting an update there about the possible return or possible not return. Uh, the reality is we're hobby podcasters and presumably so are you, viewer or listener, and you never really know what's going to come up. And in our situation, it was a, a really crappy situation that made the hiatus, at least my portion of it, be a lot longer than had been planned. So although I do wish that I had gone back and we'd found a way to put an update out to the Gunna Geek show listeners and viewers. In the end, I, for my personal reasons, needed that time for me and my headspace at the time didn't really put me in the position to be able to get together and do a few person short clip like SP just outlined. So I do have regrets about not putting the out update out there, but I actually also stand by my decision at the time to not do it because for me, although there was this better practice that could have happened, for my personal individual reasons, I couldn't do it. So I think that as a hobby podcaster, always allow yourself to have that space if you need that. There are best practices, but sometimes you don't have to abide by the best practices for your own well-being, and that's okay. So now let's move on to the return itself. We're going to give you a bottom line up front here. As we stand back and assess the return from our hiatus, we think that we did one aspect really well, and we think we did one aspect not so great. Behind the scenes, we had a lot of the conversation leading up to the return from a hiatus, including soft idea messages, more firm ideas, and even some video chats leading up to it as well. They were a little softer in conversations than our conversations leading up to the hiatus, particularly because the mindset that we were in at the time but we still had them and we had them for a while before we came back. However, on our public front, probably could have used a little bit more work, right, Stephen? Absolutely. In our situation, the hiatus was taken with the intention of also reassessing what the future of the shows would be. And that meant that leading up to the return, we did have some conversations about what that would look like going forward. That was just baked into the reason why we took a hiatus. But that might not be the case for you. You might go on a hiatus for something just like time commitment reasons, or you have something else coming up and your intention is that you just need the time to not podcast. And so you plan to return largely as is. We would still encourage you, though, if you are going to do any hiatus before you return, at least have a little bit of a conversation, even if only with yourself, about what the future of your show might be. As we mentioned before, it's easy to fall into the same day in and day out routine. So when you go on a hiatus, sometimes it can just be a natural area to look at your show, maybe shake things up and try something new. Since you're going to be going on break and you're going to be out of your audience's expe expected ears, uh, you have the opportunity to maybe shake things up in a way that isn't so jarring as if you were to just do it in the middle of an ongoing run. Because you're on a hiatus, they're not hearing you every week or every time you're anticipated to release the episode. So it's almost a natural point where changes can kind of feel a bit better for your audience. In our situation, we decided that for this show, Better Podcasting, the right balance was to do a season approach for better podcasting and live chat. The idea came from one from our previous brainstorming sessions, just to hammer home how beneficial these all could be. For us, this meant that when we returned, it was going to be quite a different experience for our audience than they had been used to, and we wanted to make sure to set those expectations up front. And the only way we could do that was to have a solid idea ourselves. 
We decided to plan out the rough schedule for the rest of the year so we could make sure that our idea was actually feasible. We'd be more prepared to discuss this with our audience too. We didn't have to create anything new for this. We already had a spreadsheet of our future upcoming shows that had been languished for a year, but we were able to continue that and use that as a planning aid. But if you don't have one, you know, Google spreadsheet or whatever can work great or whatever you use to plan out the future. So once we had a plan to return, it was the time to discuss it with our audience. But before we get to that, there was another variable at play. And let's discuss that first. During the hiatus and with no clear return path established, I, and yes, I will emphasize I, decided to move ahead with an expansion of the idea that we had for better podcasting. It was to connect one-on-one with our listeners. Better Podcasting Chats with SP was born. And if I had actually consulted Stephen, I might have come up with a better name because we now have two shows that are very confusing (laughs) name between the two. And I recognize that. If you are unfamiliar with Better Podcasting Chats with SP, it's a conversation that I have with another hobby podcaster about their experiences and journeys with podcasting. It's limited production. There's no bumps. It runs about an hour long and highlights some different opinions about hobby podcasting. Keeping in line with Better Podcasting's last live recording day, I started streaming and recording the live recordings for Better Podcasting Chats with SP on Tuesday evenings. This was the last night that Better Podcasting main show had recorded. There had been a total of 34 episodes released as the date of this recording of Better Podcasting Chats with SP, with at least another episode coming out soon and a few more scheduled in the future. How did this impact the return of Better Podcasting? Well, by the time Stephen was ready to have a conversation about returning, I still had guests scheduled for a few months. So we decided to at least account for the dual running shows with Better Podcasting in its return, and we decided to move the main Better Podcasting show to Wednesday nights so I could keep Better Podcasting chats with SPs on Tuesday nights because I had guests scheduled until the show was over, which still remains a consideration for at least a few more months at this time as we're recording in May 2023. So let's go to where we decided that it's time to announce the return because this is, I think, another area of opportunity for ourselves if we're being honest with ourselves. We decided that we would be best to announce it softly first through the Better Podcasting Chats with SP. It was already going. It was easy to work in. And it made a lot of sense because there was some listeners and, and crossover audience that was already checking out that show. So that's a great way that we identified on how to reach them. But I like to do crazy things and crazy videos. So uh, we also decided we would put a couple of promotional videos together and drop an announcement in the main RSS feed. But where things could have been a little bit better, personally, we think that if you're going to return from a hiatus, maybe you should make the announcement really early and officially. Perhaps you can drop a couple of teaser episodes early to help build some hype. And for us, yeah, we did an announcement, a soft announcement fairly early through the chats with SP, but we could have made it a more marked announcement early on, something that we could then go and tout elsewhere because you really should try to make some fanfare about it. And we did once we finally dropped some of these official uh, episodes and official teasers and whatnot. But it's important to remember that a good portion of your audience may not be subscribed. You may not have an avenue like Better Podcasting Chats with SP where you can reach some of that audience directly. And so you want to try to build the hype leading up to it so that you could maybe get a little bit of word of mouth going. And we tried. We did a little bit of that, but I think we could have done it a bit earlier. And of course, if you're going to announce your return, you need to make sure you can stick to it, barring additional unforeseen circumstances. So don't rush the return. We could actually probably have returned a month earlier, but... As I mentioned before, we decided to give a little bit more time not to overcrowd me with my existing Better Podcasting Chats with SP schedule. And we wanted to make sure we had enough time to get back into the swing of things. 
And on that front, it can take a bit to get back into the swing of things, which takes us to our last point. This happened to both of us. You need to be prepared that you might have been a fairly well-oiled machine before, but once you come back from a hiatus, it's almost like riding with the training wheels again. And admittedly, it was more for me because SP kept podcasting this whole time. But there was a little bit on both of our fronts because we are now doing a podcast together again for the first time in a long time. I'm going to give some examples, though, of what I faced because I was the one that, you know, had a whole hiatus from podcasting. These are just some questions that came to my mind. Number one, was I paying for a restream subscription before or was there a free version I was using? Now, I bring this up as, as an example. For those of you not familiar, when we live stream this show, we stream it out to a couple different places. We go to YouTube, we go to Twitch, and back in the day, we used to go to things like Twitter as well. And I used to use a tool called Restream, which made it really easy to do that. You send one feed out to Restream, Restream blasts it to all these other places. It was a very core function with the live streaming process. And I couldn't remember, did I pay for a subscription? So it's just an example of, of something that I should have known because it was such a daily thing that I couldn't remember. I also was wondering, do I have all of my settings for how everything was all set up before. How was my webcam set up? How was the gain on my equipment? Had I screwed with all of the settings? Had my kids screwed with all the settings since I last recorded? How was all of my gear set up? And I, I kind of had to go back and piece things together with some trial and error and some photos and some screenshots I had sent because that had been a while before. I also, from a live streaming pers perspective, was wondering... How did Video Ninja end up integrating with everything? Because Video Ninja is the thing that we use to connect with each other each week. This is the video platform that we use, and there's a little bit of settings that we have to do in order to have optimal configuration when we are chatting and, and recording the video and, you know, live streaming together. You might not be using Video Ninja. You might be using another simpler platform, but there are bound to be some settings involved with it. And you might need to ask yourself, what were those settings? Was it something that you had to enable a certain mode to make things actually sound clear? Did you have to shut everything down because you don't have a lot of computer power in order to not end up with some weird sync issues? These sort of questions come up. How exactly are you recording or connecting with your other co-hosts if you're doing it in a remote manner? I think the example that extends to most hobby podcasters is if you take any sort of time away from actual editing, maybe you preload some shows, you're not taking a hiatus, but you preload some shows for a month or two over the summer, maybe or whatever. And then you come back editing, relearning how to edit is a pain in the butt, at least for me. I'm guessing it is for a lot of people as well. So that is something that a lot of our listeners and viewers might already have experienced is coming back and just figuring out how to edit. That's, ooh, wow. And if you're using a program that Steven talked about, I use StreamYard, those change over time. So you get back into it and you're like, wait a minute, I know there was a button here somewhere. Where is it? I don't understand why, how I'm supposed to do this next thing and how am I actually going to go live here and everything. So yes, it happens all the time. Now, some of the examples that I faced were largely between interactions between myself and Steven. We did talk a little bit throughout the hiatus and we talked about our conversations specifically on podcasting, but we didn't talk as much as we had just because of the life events that Steven was facing. And when we got back into podcasting, we started communicating a lot more with each other, irrespective of the podcast. And that itself was almost forced in some cases, but we like each other, we're friends and we got back into it over time, but it took a while. It wasn't like taking a year off is very difficult. If you take a year sabbatical and you go somewhere and then you come back and try to reintegrate, you are changed that you are different. And then your interactions with other people are different, especially if they don't take the sabbatical with you. It's just things that happen. But there were also other things to discover along the way. 
Uh, Restream, for example, limited down to two connections for free. Stephen found that out. There were some slight changes to YouTube Live, kind of like I was talking about with StreamYard, making changes over time. There was updates to firmware on some hardware. And yeah, if you use a roadcaster, yeah, you know all about my issues with that lately. So I can co- totally commiserate with some firmware updates. And Steven, you also being the video nut <laughs> that you were, you decided to take that step into the green screen space. Yeah. And that's only, I talked about this in one of our last season's episodes is that's just because I needed the space back in my den and I ripped it down when I was angry one day. So, uh, no, I, I ended up ha- now using a green screen setup, which is still a temporary thing, but it was a whole new thing that I had to learn because lighting yourself, we do a video show, or shall I say, we do a video podcast. And with that, there's whole different lighting when it comes to green screen versus no green screen, especially when my previous backdrop was backlit. You got to have darker things. And so I had to try to figure all of this out is, is how have things changed with my physical space in order to podcast. Now, you might be doing an audio only podcast. And so you might run into something similar, but different, like maybe you have got rid of some gear, or maybe you have moved from one room to another room. And now you have different acoustics in the room. These are things that you, when you come back from a hiatus, if you've made changes, you got to figure out how that works with your new podcasting day-to-day life. But it was also a good opportunity for us coming back from a hiatus to maybe look at our workflows and look at what we were doing and consider if there was something different we could do. A couple examples I'll give right now is with editing and live streaming. So with the live streaming front, I've said this before, all the video and stuff is all done through originally a program called XSplit. That's what we used. But when we came back from the hiatus, I determined it was a good opportunity to try using OBS. It was something I wanted to do for a while, and it would have taken a lot of work to be able to do that. So I decided that I had the time as we were gearing up towards returning to get into that and tinker with that. And then from an editing perspective, I have long use the Vegas or the Magic's Movie Studio Suite. They were basically the same thing. But a lot of our audience before the hiatus were talking about DaVinci Resolve. And over the hiatus, they had made a couple changes with DaVinci Resolve that made it feasible for me to start editing in that. So I thought, why not now to learn it and try to use it? So it was a good opportunity to look at what I was doing in my day-to-day podcast world and try some new things. For all of these points, It took time to invest in the preparatory process for the podcast, both for prepping for the hiatus return and prepping just to do the show each week. In fact, let's frame it this way. We may have returned in November of 2022, but sometimes it still feels like we're refining our footing in a lot of these areas. It just doesn't feel like we're on the same solid ground as we were leading up to the fall of 2021. We mentioned this because we think it's important that you really factor in the amount of extra time and effort it may take when you are returning from that hiatus. Almost as much time and maybe more than just starting your show to begin with. And don't underestimate that time. Give yourself a lot of time and leeway. Do not rush yourself into it and give yourself a break if something goes wrong. It's okay. Don't get too frustrated. You're doing this because it's fun. We're hobby podcasters. We haven't emphasized that too much during this talk. It's fun. That's why you're doing it. And if something goes wrong, don't worry about it. Just figure it out in another day. Come back to it. Get some advice from different people and things will work out just fine. So with all that said, how did things shake out for bringing our audience back? So this is an audience focused season, right? Easy answer. 100% of them came back. (laughs) unfortunately that's not true and we knew that going in but most of the core better podcasting audience returned and we are eternally grateful for you for staying with us we did lose some audience and we lost some power in our social media it was limited by infrequent use during the hiatus neither of us kept on it i did some minor posting like on our twitter account but it wasn't like It was the same sort of social media barrage that it was before. 
Uh, there wasn't as many polls as we used to do. It's just lost interaction. And not to mention the controversy surrounding Twitter. We won't go into it, but they did have a recent change of ownership that led to a mass migration off the platform eventually here. So the staying power of Twitter of what we built back after the hiatus has never been quite the same. And we acknowledge that. Outside of better podcasting chats with SP, we were slow to bring one of the newer segments, which debuted a few episodes ago, the Hobby Podcaster Spotlight, to the show with significant audience participation. If we would have gotten the audience participation off the go from the return from a hiatus, it would have led to more audience interaction. I sincerely believe that. And it just took a while to bring it back. This is not a knock on us or Steven or anybody else. It is simply stating the facts that we had planned to do something and it took way too long to bring it back and it affected audience participation. However, we continued in that time frame our core hobby podcasting discussions in our Discord server, which has been a continual highlight for both of us in the past year. Better Podcasting Chats with SP premiered in June 1st, 2022. So I'll call that my return from hiatus. But the discussions on the Discord have really, I look forward to that at least every night. I don't have access to Discord at work. I can't have my phone at my desk. So when I come home, I look at all the messages in our Discord server, whether they're podcasting or not, but there's generally messages and better podcasting every day. And I look forward to that, Stephen. I don't know if you do or not. I think you do. Absolutely. And that engagement is something that we'd encourage you to try to foster as you return from your hiatus, because it will help make it a smoother process for you returning from the hiatus by just getting that extra push in your sales by having some people interact with you about your podcast and having that discord is was a huge part for our return for our hiatus. We've also gained a few new listeners since returning and it feels like our community is more aligned than ever before and focused on the hobby podcaster just having fun. We acknowledge that there are other podcasting communities out there, but to my knowledge, none of them service hobby podcasters expressly. So we're very thankful for the audience we have now and appreciate all the episodes that you have listened or viewed if you're on YouTube and you have given us feedback. And most of all, you've had fun with the podcast with us. I mean, the thumbnail for last week's episode, if you go to the YouTube for the episode 280, that's just fun. And there was some conversations back and forth on that. We really wouldn't have it any other way. And we thank you for not only being part of our community, but being part of our community to have fun. And that's what we enjoy. So that's all we really wanted to talk about today with our return from a hiatus and also talking a little bit about if you were going to return from a hiatus, what you could probably do better than us. We do know that today's episode was a little bit different than usual, but we've always been pretty transparent with you on Better Podcasting about our behind-the-scenes podcast endeavors because we are a podcast talking to hobby podcasters while we're doing a hobby podcast. Wow. Uh, we, we know that our stories about the production of our show can sometimes help you. It's, it's kind of tied into the content that we're talking about. So our experience from our return was one that we had wanted to share details about but we hadn't done to date and the reason why i know this is coming a little bit weird you know at the end of basically two seasons later reason we wanted to delay to talk about it was because we wanted to see what the uptake was for better podcasting and better podcasting live chats and see what happened with our community when we started to return we wanted to put a bit of distance between us and the actual return so that hopefully we could be a little more even-minded about it and not be caught up in the thick of actually returning. So that's why we placed it into season three at the end of season three. We knew we wanted to do it in season three. We wanted to give ourselves a whole season's worth and maybe more. And in this case, we decided to put it at the end in order to properly reflect on the hiatus and of course what we could have done better so we do hope that you enjoyed hearing a little bit about this we know again that it was a little bit different and we hope that you do better than us let's just say that 
<laughs> we always hope that you do better than us. That's why we're here to make your podcast better than ours. <laughs> so if you got any questions about this or you got anything you want to throw in, or if you want us to discuss a little bit more, please get in touch with us. You can email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. You can come on over to our Facebook at facebook.com slash betterpodcasting. You can find all the contact information at betterpodcasting.com slash contact. Come to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord and let us know what your question or your comment is because we are about to kick off the Better Podcasting live chat and we will maybe talk about your question or your comment over there. This is the Better Podcasting Download. We've been talking the last few weeks, both on this show and Better Podcasting Chats with SP, actually, about artificial intelligence and how it's impacting podcasting. Well, there was an article on Wired about a week ago about generative AI in podcasts. And in the ongoing, I'm just going to quote some passages here, quote, in the ongoing generative AI gold rush, opportunistic entrepreneurs are looking for entry even into the most saturated markets. A wave of startups, including Eleven Labs, Wondercraft AI, and Podcastle, have introduced easy-to-use tools to generate AI voices in minutes. So, as if on cue, AI podcasts are here, whether anybody asks for them or not, much like AI itself. In these early days, nobody's keeping track of how many listeners these strange new genre of podcasts has. Major hubs like Apple Podcasts and Spotify don't have separate charts for robot hosts, unquote. Uh, first of all, I have never really paid attention to all these charts that are out there. I know it's important for people that monetize their podcasts, but since we don't, I really don't care about these charts, so I really haven't looked into them. However, I have heard instances of generative AI in people. My co-host over on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., Waffles, aka Chris over there, not the same Chris that's on the Guinea Geek Show, actually did some voice samples of me, and they don't sound all that great, but they kind of have aspects of me in there. Some of my mannerisms and, and voice traits are in there. I heard that. And then over on Smoking and Drinking in Space, Jason did a whole pod crawl segment with Rob without Rob's knowledge of Rob's voice. And so he just started to play it while they recorded in Rob's voice. And Rob was like, what the heck? And it was, it sounded like Rob. Jason did an awesome job with that. So I have heard this being used and I understand what the impacts could be. And yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of impacts. However, the article goes on to say, and I'm not going to quote the whole thing, but the article goes on to say that the one thing AI can't really do is humor and the personal interaction between a couple of people. I mean, you can script an interaction, but you can't have the back and forth that Stephen and I have had this podcast on certain things. You just, it's just not there. So while you can take a script and you can have an AI read it, you can't have a conversational podcast like we have. You probably can't have a full-blown like playthrough podcast or storytelling podcast or anything like that. You're just not going to be able to get the variation of the voice, at least not yet. So humans in podcasting isn't dead yet. However, AI is here and there are people that are just trying to make a quick buck and monetize a podcast by throwing some script out there. Maybe AI generated script have an AI generated voice read that and then get it out and hey, it's content and people will pay for it or there'll be ads or, or whatever. So yeah, but it's not the sort of podcast that I'm going to want to listen to for the majority. Yeah, I think with this, um, there's a couple different factors to touch on here. Number one is that what you said was not yet. That's an important thing because, you know, I don't need people writing from the year 2025 saying, oh, you sound like such a fool. It, honestly, I think by 2025, I think it might be a lot, lot more convincing than it is now. I do think that it's moving very fast. And I think that 2025 might even be generous. I think that we might even see a rapid development over the next year. But 
as it stands right now, definitely there are some there's some nuance missing. And I think where you might still see you, even in its current state, this sort of thing come into play is in the non-conversational podcast. I'm talking about things that are like your quick facts or your, you know, once a day news story or something that that's meant to be very straightforward. Not a lot of feel in it. It's It's more of information delivery. If people are already delivering fairly monotone, you know, are they really going to notice a big difference? I think that right now you might find some of these ones that take a lot of effort for people to do where it's, you know, maybe a daily podcast and it's very short and there's not a lot of conversations just delivering information. I think that might be where we start to see some of the stuff come into play. And then the other aspect is, like you said, curating the content. I think that that might be something we start to see in here. Of course, be aware that, you know, if AI starts to get brought in with at the, in this current state, as far as curating information for people, it might be wrong. Uh, lots of examples of it being wrong out there. There's in uh, right now in May of 2023, I heard of a very embarrassed lawyer uh, who cited some non-existent cases because AI led it astray. So definitely, you know, it's all under development, but it is rapidly coming in. So I have no idea what we're going to be seeing in the podcast world in a year from now. But right now, I think you're you're right. I think that that feel is still lacking at the moment. Yeah, there's a quote in here from Kelsey McKinney, who is one of the hosts of Normal Gossip. And she says, the AI stuff, I just hate it in every form. People want to feel connected to other people. The reason podcasts are so popular is because listeners feel connected to the people who make them. I Unquote. I have heard it state like podcasts are like you're intruding on somebody's private conversation that you're having in a bar or something like that, <laughs> right? And and to a certain extent that it's true. You get personal experiences and stories that are interweaved that just don't happen in a script unless you like throw them in there and it's not really spontaneous like it is in a podcast. There was a book also that was thrown in here that I have not read yet. So if anybody has read this, please let me know. It is podcasting as an intimate medium. I'm really curious about this. I might actually pick it up myself. Aylin Uret, and I probably butchered the name, A-L-Y-N, and the last name is E-U-R-I-T-T. So if you have read this book or know of it, please let me know what you think of it, and I'm probably going to pick it up and page through it myself. But that is the intimate version of podcasts or the intimate quality of podcasts and that nuance. There's nuance in speech and there's this nuance in content. And I think for conversational podcasts that are the bulk of what I listen to, that, yeah, it is an intimate medium. I can definitely get behind that. I've always kind of said that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about that. Can I throw one last comment in here that might get a little people upset? I mean, it's not like we haven't made people feel <laughs> upset before. So go ahead. It kind of gets back to the whole thing. We started out the show talking about how the mainstream audience calls a podcast something else. I think that where AI, these sort of uh, pitfalls of AI might become less important is I think that with the the way people consume content and there's a real desire for shorter content. and. This is especially apparent in the younger generations, which are, you know, coming up and they're going to start taking over these things. I think we're going to get podcasts a lot shorter. And what we know is a podcast now where it is a bunch of people having a conversation and it is a little bit longer, even if it's an hour or, you know, half an hour. I don't know that that's here to stay. I think that we might actually see podcasts evolve to something a lot shorter and if you have them a lot shorter, then you don't have as much back and forth conversation just because, you know, if attention spans weren't shorter, that's the way it's going to go. Because we've seen that happen before in the early days of podcasting. You had hours long podcasts, and now that is a rare gem. 
I don't disagree with you, but I think there's always going to be a space for the longer form content. Just think of having a radio on in the background where you're puttering around the garage or something like that. I think that is still going to be a thing where people are going to desire longer form content. But I do think you're right. I think shorter form content will be uh, more consumed by the younger generation. And this is not my advice to go out there and turn <laughs> your two hour podcast into a 12 minute podcast. That okay. Let me write that true. down. SP said <laughs> shortened down to 10 minutes. Okay. Written down. Yeah, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, even the more popular podcasts that I know of that started out really short actually ended up expanding theirs like curiosity daily. They were trying to keep that to that hard five to 10 minute thing and they just discovered that their podcast format needed more so they trended towards 20 minutes at the end when Ashley and Cody were coming to the end of their run with that show and I believe the last like couple of months they were actually half an hour or so and that's expanding from a five to ten minute show not to say that it can't work in reverse but especially with attention spans the way they are. But you add the human element into it and you're just you're going to get those sidetracks. You're going to get those. I'm going to know a little bit more about the person, even if it's them talking about their favorite taco or whatever. It's it's going to be in there. And yeah, I'm I'm not interested unless it's something that I'm trying to get updated on, like new like tech news, for instance, on a daily podcast. Yeah, five minutes is great. That's all I need. But if I want to delve into a certain topic in that tech news, I'm going to want a longer show on that. And the last thing I want to throw in here right now that I just thought of right now is you talked about our thumbnail from last week. You talked about that earlier. So for those of you who haven't seen it, go on over to betterpodcasting.com forward slash 280 and you will see SP with a large white beard. And I put that on him as a joke to a comment I made in the end of last week's episode. But right now in uh, May of 2023, there is a Photoshop beta, which is using, I, uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's, it's a hook into a certain AI tool to make edits in images very easy. And so for that there, I did end up actually using that. I had told it to generate a Santa beard is basically what I did. And it put it on him. Now, that was funny. I thought, even though I was my idea, I thought that it was a funny use of AI, but. I look forward to, and it's a little scary to say this, I look forward to when that edit sort of idea is applied to video from the perspective of smoothening my cuts. We got some really okay tools to help smoothen cuts. And I say really okay because it's a lot better than what existed even like five years or so ago, but it's still not great. And I look forward to when those sort of photo things come into video so that we can have a very smooth cut. <laughs> yeah. So for the thumbnail for this show, I want an AI generated one with us. And you we were talking about ice cream truck in your neighborhood. We should do an ice cream truck with hats and cones. We should do that. Yep. There you go. For those of you who aren't watching the video side of things, we post. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Pod Back. All right, let's kick it all off here with SP being blamed. SP, you were blamed once again in our Discord server. Waffles said, and Stargate Pioneer, you're also the reason why I won't buy a Procaster. So this was a follow-up to a comment last episode where he had bought, he had made a comment about not wanting to buy a road Procaster because of SP's experience, but he meant to say a Rodecaster Pro because I don't know. I, I <laughs> he said Procaster, so you know that's the dynamic microphone that you've used for a while. I've had one, I take it on the road with me, I like it. So I think there's a little unfair shade being thrown at the Procaster. I, I was saying, so he said the Procaster, but I, we think he meant Roadcaster Pro, which is what we said. But then he's coming back and saying also the Road Procaster. So all this to say, Road, your naming sucked. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just like our podcast names. <laughs> <laughs> We also had a question from John S. Badger. He said, I'm officially in the market for a sturdy and quiet mic arm that can support a Rode Procaster. 
where are my armed people at? And that's the polymelia that we made oh. at the beginning of the show for arms, you know, boom arms. Okay, just calling <laughs> that back in case everybody's like, what are they talking about polymelia? I don't, I looked up the definition and it's like multiple arms or multiple appendages. Anyway, Liberty Dude came in and said, standard up and over boom or low profile. What amount of arm reach is needed? Any desk object you have to clear, go over, under, around. If so, what dimensions need to be considered? All very important, right? And uh, Waffle said it. I use an Legato wave arm. I believe that's the same wave arm that you use, right? I have the wave arm LP is the one that I have. All right. And then Josh Liston said, I've owned and used six different boom arms over the past decade. Heil, Rode, Blue, Thornmax, Rode. And I just keep on coming back to the Heil PL2T. It's not the prettiest arm out there, but it's super sturdy, balanced, has an extender built in, most useful for SM7B style mics, and has some extra reach when at full stretch. I also like that it's not covered in company branding like the road gear is these days. And full disclaimer, that's what I use. I use the Heil PL2T and Stephen also has the Heil, which does have the branding on it. So there you go. Yeah, um, I was just going to yeah. point it out. It's not as bad as Rhodes, but it's definitely on there. At least this one is, it says, actually, both of mine do. I have two of them. The one says Heil, and the other actually says Heil PL2T. Can you go out to the wide shot for me? Because I want to show our viewers, I, I am using that Heil PL2T and I am not, Stephen has two of them and he's showing off his two. Yes, I'm jealous. You don't see the Heil branding on mine. I do have Heil branding on mine, but I have put an extra arm on there. So that is why you don't see Heil branding on my mic arm ever is because I've got that extra extender and I made sure that there's no branding there. The extender is not there to remove the branding, but it de facto removes the branding. And I wouldn't have any problems saying Heil is the boom arm I use because I've been a proponent of the PL2T since I got it and started using it. Does it have some drawbacks? Yes, I think the mounting system could use a little work. The clamp-on system definitely could use a little work. But for the most part, I've enjoyed it and I look forward, <laughs> I don't look forward to my replacement time because eventually you know the springs are just gonna wear out and everything and I, I'm, I'm gonna need a new one eventually and i'm not looking forward to that but thank you very much josh for that the six different boom arms so you are definitely podcast polymelia <laughs> still don't know the definition i'll admit it uh lastly we had waffles ask the question what's the furthest ahead y'all have scheduled a guest What's the furthest ahead you've been scheduled on another show? So we'd love to know your answers to this. Please get in touch with us through any of the ways we mentioned. Email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Come on over to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. You can also find all our contact information at betterpodcasting.com slash contact. And maybe we'll discuss this on a Better Podcasting live chat episode or maybe a chat with sp just depends on whether or not you feel like an extra s and i just want to quickly throw in here on better podcasting chats with sp i specifically limit that to three months out in scheduling because in three months i don't know if there's going to be radical changes going on so i don't actively schedule anybody beyond that three months if there's somebody that can't make any time there and needs some more time i will go back to them eventually and say, hey, is this a good time? Throw it in there. However, I got one schedule for me that was far, far in advance, and it has yet to happen, but it wasn't scheduled to happen for a few months, and that I will talk about on live chat. I'm going to go into your booking calendar now and schedule us for 2030. It's <laughs> not even possible. No, I can't. Oh, darn. Three months, that's it. You can't go beyond three months. Calendly says three months, and that's it. I'm going to send you an email to make it happen. <laughs> okay, ignore. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of Better Podcasting. Please do come on over to the live chat while we are going through our summer. We'd love to have you there. We don't have any real plan for it other than just talking and BS in podcasts. That's what we do. 
maybe during the summer, I'll finally actually get rid of my green screen. Maybe not. Time will tell. I, I really want to. I get sick of setting it up every week. It, it involves a couple of lies, folding it all out. It's, it's quite the pain compared to just rolling over a backdrop like I used to do. We did spend the better part of last season of Better Podcasting live chat just testing gear and mm -hmm. revising our setups. Yeah. So it seems to be a good time for us to fiddle around with things and move ahead. So I wouldn't be shocked if you spent some of your time off because we will be taking a couple of weeks off with live chat during the summer. Wouldn't be shocked if you use some of that. Or will we? Or will we maybe have to use AI? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. If you want to fool around with it, be my guest. Just don't say anything that will get me in jail. <laughs> so please check out all those shows at betterpodcasting.com because there is the live chat and the chats with SP. And hey, if you haven't checked out the Gunna Geek Network, we'd love to have you over there. Go to gunnageek.com. There's lots of great podcasts over there, including the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which you can check on out there. SP likes to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's it's a shield or is it multiple shields apparently now it's saber so <laughs> we will leave that conversation for the show over there but if you're interested in such things like guardians of the galaxy or the news into the spider-verse show that's coming out just this weekend so after this is published then or before this is published then check it out at uh, legends of shield which you can find at gonna i feel like i really want to finally launch a new podcast a solo podcast but I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that. Oh man, I don't have I know time what you to want collaborate to do. with people, right? Like that's the problem. Yeah, if it's the same thing that you wanted to do all along, I think you should eventually do that. But you got to be in the mind space to do it, which I think you are. But you also need time, and mm -hmm. I don't know if you have the time. Well, on that note, for episode number two eighty one of Better Podcasting, I'm Steven saying Doc Brown. I need your DeLorean so that I can get more time. I'm SP saying, is it the old DeLorean or is it the new DeLorean? We'll see everybody in September. Bye. Bye, everybody. Come to the live chat. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, Please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.